Hey, welcome to ACF Church, and we're so glad that you're with us watching this message online. And our hope is that it would encourage you to be more like Jesus and walk closely with Him as an apprentice of Christ. And our hope is to give away all of these resources for free as much as possible. It takes a lot of time and energy and people to make that happen. And if you'd like to support the mission of God financially for ACF Church, you can go to acfak.org and you can give there. Now enjoy the Word of God proclaimed. Oh, it's awesome. Good morning, ACF. Welcome. My name is Angela. It's an honor to be here with you today, whether you are gathering here in person or whether you're gathering with us online. We are just in this together, and we are glad that you're here joining us. And what, how awesome for Christian. She, she gave the sermon, so I don't have to say anything else. God found her. God did the work. Amen and amen. That was awesome. So as I was preparing for today, I got to thinking about something that I have been doing a lot of in these past three, three and a half months. And so I don't know about you, but something that I have done more in these past three months, probably than in the past year, is I have played games. I've played so many games, it's been awesome, I love it. And so I thought, how fun for us here today, as we are gathered and join us if you're watching online, we're gonna play a game. So what you guys are gonna do is you are going to give yourself a point for every question that you can answer yes to that I'm gonna ask you, okay? It's not too hard, I believe in you. So my first question is, how many of you have found yourself wearing one of these in the past few months? If you can answer yes, then you get a point. See how fun that is, way to go. All right, next question. How many of you have washed your hands more than five times just today? Just today you've washed your hands more than five times, give yourself a point. Right on, I know, see, you guys are awesome. Okay. If you are wearing the same pair of pants that you found yourself wearing yesterday, you get a point. There is no shame here. We are being honest. We love each other. We're in this together. You get a point if these are the same pants you wore yesterday. All right. It's going to get a little trickier, so pay attention. If you found yourself cleaning something recently, so in the past three months or so, you clean something that you can honestly say, I have never cleaned that before. And if you did that, you get a point, right? Okay, last question. I'm going to look this way because I know the youth, you're gonna come through for me. How many of you have made a TikTok? Oh yeah, you give yourself a point and you be proud of it. All right, so is anyone willing to admit that they got all five points? Anyone? I don't see any hands. Four, four points. Do I hear four points? Yes, give yourself a high five and now go wash your hands. Good job. All right, way to go. So that was just a silly game. It was a silly game about behavior, wasn't it? Silly game about what we do. But we are in a series called Flipped Upside Down and we have been taking a look at the fact that God is more concerned with our character, isn't he? He's more concerned about what's on the inside. And what he's been teaching us is he wants us to see that the things of his kingdom are going to be flipped upside down from what the world says. 
and the blessings that his kingdom has to offer. And for me, it has been really amazing to see how all of these beatitudes, all of these blessings, they really do go together, don't they? Do you notice how complementary they are and how they build on each other? It's not like Jesus is saying, okay, just pick one or two of the beatitudes, get really good at those, and you can just leave the rest of them. What he's wanting to show them is listen, when you recognize that you are the ones in the place of need, when you are humble, and when you long for things like compassion and mercy, and when you desire what is best, guess what? That's when God's blessings abound, don't they? Because God is concerned with our heart. And that's where we find ourselves today, that he's concerned with what's on the inside. And so if you have your Bible, go ahead and get your Bible and turn to Matthew chapter five. We will be in verse eight, and I'd love for you to follow along. You can follow along on the screen here. It will have all the notes and the scripture readings. Um, If you have your phone, you can get your phone out and follow along. We have a free ACF Church app and download that. You can find the notes for today. You can also, if you missed any of these messages on the Beatitudes, you can go back and you can listen right there from the app. And I would encourage you to do that. So Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And I love how the message puts it. The message is simply a paraphrased translation of the Bible. It says you're blessed When you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right, then you will see God in the outside world. And I love that this is where Jesus kicks off his ministry by giving this sermon of the Beatitudes, these blessings. It's the first um, opening when he's teaching his disciples and and the crowds. Uh, It's part of a bigger sermon called the Sermon on the Mount. And that he starts off by telling his listeners, when you follow me, life isn't going to be easy. You know, things are going to be hard. But if you want to experience true joy, if you want to have freedom, and if you want to create this thinness of where you can meet God, It's not going to be found in your outside experience. It's not going to be found in what the culture says or what your eyes can see, but it's going to be found in these kingdom attitudes of humility and of self-sacrifice. Because what these blessings do is they contrast the eternal with the temporary. Because Jesus wants his listeners to know you are made for something beyond what your eyes can see. You are made for more. Max Lucado is an author and he calls these beatitudes or these blessings, he calls them a sacred delight. And I like that picture. He says they are sacred because they are something that only God can grant. And they're a delight because they thrill the soul. And what a beautiful image when I think about something that just thrills my soul down to my core, my innermost being, Because again, these blessings are about our character, about who we are on the inside. Because we're learning that what we do flows from who we are. 
But Pastor Brian also taught us a couple weeks back in these Beatitudes when he was teaching on humility or meekness. We can sometimes do the right thing, but do it for the wrong reason, right? Like I can put on this mask and I can make sure that my behavior matches what God says to do or even what the world says to do, but yet on the inside is totally different. I'm trying to put on a show or I'm trying to cover something up, make it seem like I've got it all together. But that's exactly what the Pharisees did and Jesus calls them out. And Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 23, starting in verse 25. He says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Jesus wants the outside to match the inside. Because when they do, when they line up, that's where his blessings abound. But he is not going to sacrifice the outside for the inside. The inside has to come first. He doesn't want us to perform for or to be more interested in what other people think. God wants to be the audience of one. And he wants us to seek and to please him alone because he wants their heart. And he wants my heart and he wants your heart. And why the heart? Because if you think about it, the heart is the center of all life, isn't it? The heart is where everything starts. The heart is the seat of our thoughts and our emotions, our desires, our motivations. The heart is the reason we do what we do and we say what we say. The Bible tells us that the heart is the wellspring of life. But you know what else the Bible says? The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things. So how can I even have a pure heart? Like if from my heart flow both good as well as bad, then How can me on my own have a pure heart? What does that word pure mean? Innocent, blameless, genuine. For something to be pure, it means it is unmixed or single focused. Think about how many times Jesus cautions us against being double-minded, right? And I think that's because we are all worshipers. Whether you believe in God or not, we all worship something. Worship is who we are on the inside. It starts in our hearts. Worship is our identity before it ever becomes an outward activity. And what separates us, again, is the object of our worship. 
Jesus longs for us to be single focused, to be pure and to desire his kingdom and his kingdom alone. Have you heard of something called an idol? Maybe you're thinking, oh yeah, that's like a little statue or a little carved image. Oh, it's just something from a long time ago. I think I read a story about that in the Old Testament. Well, the Bible does teach that idolatry is bowing down to other gods besides the one true God. But the Bible also makes it very clear that idolatry is not just a literal bowing down. But idolatry is something that is done internally in our hearts. Idolatry substitutes some created thing for God alone. It might be me looking to my own wisdom and my own strength to save me or to think I know better. It might be me trusting in someone or something to provide a comfort or a security that only God can give. Brennan Manning writes this. Honesty is such a precious commodity that it is seldom found in the world or in the church. Honesty requires the truthfulness to admit the attachment and addictions that control our attention, dominate our consciousness, and function as false gods. I can be addicted to vodka or to being nice, to marijuana or being loved, to cocaine or being right, to gambling or relationships, to golf or gossiping. Perhaps my addiction is food, performance, money, popularity, power, revenge, reading, television, tobacco, weight, or winning. When we give anything more priority than we give to God, we commit idolatry. Thus, we all commit idolatry countless times every day. Oh, there's not a lot that he leaves off that list. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but there's not a lot of hope in that quote there. When I think about what controls my attention and what dominates my thoughts, when I look at that list, if I'm being honest, they're not all bad things, are they? I know that I like to be right And I like to stand up for people that are being mistreated. And that in itself is not necessarily a bad thing. But if I give being right more importance than I give to God, then I'm making God take the back seat and I'm committing idolatry, plain and simple. Timothy Keller has a book called Counterfeit Gods. And in it, he also teaches that idolatry is when we set the whole heart on something else besides God. But listen to how he takes idolatry and then gives us a remedy. Listen for the hope. Timothy Keller writes, idolatry cannot be remedied only by repenting that you have an idol or using willpower to try to live differently. Setting the mind and the heart on things above where your life is hidden with Christ. That's Colossians 3. That means appreciating, 
rejoicing and resting in what Jesus has done for you. Jesus must become more beautiful to your imagination, more attractive to your heart than your idol. If you uproot the idol and fail to plant the love of Christ in its place, the idol will grow back. And I think that is exactly what Jesus is saying when he says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. When I set my heart and my mind to focus on what God alone has done and I make him my object of worship, I need to empty myself. I need to get out of my own way. When I can be honest and truly fix on what Jesus has done for me, the fact that he humbled himself, that he became low, that he gave up all his power so that he could serve, that he died on the cross so that I could live. When I can be honest with myself, I can clearly see who God is and what he did for me, that Jesus Christ is hope. And that's when his grace becomes the most beautiful gift ever. But I also like that Keller addresses the fact that it's not something I can do on my own. I can't just try to live differently. I can't just think, okay, I'm gonna use willpower. I'm gonna grit my teeth. I'm gonna dig in my heels. I am gonna make a change today. I can do this. The great news is that you don't have to do it by yourself because you can't. You can't have a pure heart on your own and we don't have to because we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Listen to the words of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Remember, God is the one who makes you and us strong in Christ. God made us his chosen people. He put his mark on us to show that we are his. And he put his spirit in our hearts to be a guarantee for all that he has promised. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit who is wisdom. He is strength and discernment and guidance. We can have strength for today and hope for tomorrow because of his gift, what he has done for us and what he does through us. He is peace. And I'll tell you what, especially nowadays, peace is something that I long for. Because I know that when my heart is impure, when I am fixed on the idols of this world or again, wanting to be right, all I see are my own limitations. All I know is what I fail at and just being insecure and not able to see the truth. But when my heart is fixed solely on God, then his peace becomes unavoidable. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, 
put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And I love this promise. I cling to this promise. I have learned this promise by heart because if I think about what's pure and true, then it says the God of peace will be with me. But I can't just keep it on the inside because if I just think these things, then I'm not being a close observer of the text. Look at what verse nine says. Put it into practice. So I can't just keep it on the inside because what I do flows from who I am. And so now you're thinking, all right, I've just listened to you for 20 minutes and you're talking about the inside and now you're making it back about behavior. Think about the words of Jesus. First, clean the inside of the cup and dish and then the outside will also be clean. Clearly, Jesus wants us to see that there is a connection between the inside and the outside because again, when they line up, that's where his blessings begin. He wants us to see that there's a connection between having pure hearts and having clean hands. Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. So to have clean hands and a pure heart, not just to make the outside all shiny, not just to make sure that you're doing the right thing, not just to put on a show, but about having the inside and the outside match without forfeiting the inside first. And just like the psalmist says, when we do that, we will be in a right relationship with God, our Savior. We will be able to worship in his presence. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So think back to our little game, our little silly behavior game. I asked you a question about washing your hands. And maybe some of you didn't even know that you were washing your hands incorrectly this whole time. So thank goodness for YouTube, right? Like you might've watched a little video and been able to say, oh, look, that's how I'm supposed to wash my hands. I'm so glad, now I know. But I would ask you, how clean do you think we can really get our hands? Maybe some of you have even used something called this hand sanitizer, right? I know it's pretty precious commodity nowadays, but I got myself a little bottle and and I don't know about the kind that you use, but this one says that it kills 99.99% of germs. That's, That's pretty cool. Has anybody found a bottle that says it kills 100% of germs? Nobody good. Okay, so it might be Purell, right? But it's not pure. Okay, (laughs) thanks for laughing. All right, makes me feel better. 
Just like we learned with having this pure heart, right? It is not something that we give ourselves. It is not something that we can achieve on our own. And the same goes for our hands. We cannot get our hands 100% clean. There is always going to be that 1% or that 100th of a percent that we have to deal with. And that's the idolatry. What is the 1% that holds you back? Are you being double-minded or are you being single-focused in relying on the sufficiency of Jesus Christ alone? But maybe you're thinking, you know what? I don't believe in God and having a pure heart and being able to see him, not really a goal that I care about. Like, why would I even wanna follow somebody that says, take up your cross, follow me. In this world, you will have trouble, right? Like I just like going with the flow. Things are a little easier when I can just go my own way. But we're being honest here today. And so I would ask you, if when you got the thing that makes you happy, that thrills your soul, that brings you peace, when you got that, were you able to stop and say, I'm done, I've arrived, everything's great, I don't need to look for anything else. Or if you are being honest, would you say, you know what, it's satisfied for a time, but the satisfaction faded. Even C.S. Lewis knew this to be true. He says, most people, if they have really learned to look into their own hearts, would know that they do want and want acutely something that cannot be had in this world. There are all sorts of things in this world that offer to give it to you, but they never quite keep their promise. And so I hope that if there is one thing that you have heard today and as we are in this series about blessings and beatitudes, that would be the fact that finding delight in anything other than Jesus Christ will not satisfy. James 4, 8. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Humble yourself. Embrace this single-focused life that Jesus wants for you. Receive his sacred delight and run to his grace alone and know that you are 100% pure because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. Bow your heads and pray with me. God, we just thank you. And we come before you wanting to be blessed with what you have to offer. God, I ask here today that you would help us to see your kingdom clearly, that we would be able to, like the psalmist writes, ascend your holy hill, to walk in right relationship with you so that we can worship in your presence. Thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that he is wisdom, that he is peace, and he is the perfect guide and counselor. God, we just thank you for your grace. 
in helping us set our hearts and minds on you alone. We just love you. And in Jesus' holy and precious name we pray, amen. Thanks for watching this message from ACF Church. Uh, We hope it's encouraged you and challenged you to be more like Jesus and to walk with him in a closer and more profound way. If you'd like to give to the mission of ACF Church, you can do so at the link on the screen or at acfak.org. We love you and we'll see you next week.